the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And welcome, a big warm welcome to Backbone Radio right here at your local talk leader, 710 KNUS Salem, Denver. We're live. We are local on this September 17th, 2023 host on, yes, fresh from the soccer fields. Already got a few soccer games in today and several yesterday and even the day before. The joys of being a suburban soccer dad, and they are joys. They truly are. I love it, you know, and try to be positive out there on the sidelines, encourage the little kids. And uh, at this point, you know, I think they are getting somewhere. Went off to see the CUDU women's soccer game. I think that was Friday night. Boy, that was a lot of fun. Boy, what talent out there on the field, those Division One teams, and Everyone's talking about CU Buffs football. <laughs> Were you watching that one, Blake, last night? Yeah, yeah, that was quite a game right there. Yeah, that was quite a game. And, of course, I don't watch that stuff on TV, but I was getting a few updates on it on Twitter. And so I went to Twitter, and I was kind of catching it. It was kind of late. Didn't they play till past midnight? It was a, it was a late one, yeah, for sure. Past midnight. But yeah. co- college kids are used to being up after midnight, right? Double overtime. Yeah. Oh, it was double overtime, yeah. not even single overtime. No. Okay. And uh, 43-35, they prevailed. The Buffs prevailed in the end against CSU, and obviously I'm torn between those two teams. A lot of family members have gone to both of those schools of my personal family members, but, uh, you know, I mean, whatever happens, and the Buffs story is quite a good one. Coach Prime, they're calling him. Casey Bloyer says, leader of men is Coach Prime, a faith-based Christian leader. Haven't seen that since Coach McCartney back in the day. I happened to be out there back in the day. I took some summer school courses at CU Boulder in the McCartney heyday. And boy, those I knew some of those football players, and they just loved their coach. I mean, they were all in on that. But yes, we have some significant serious business to be talking about on the America first political scene. And I'd say, you know, it might be like we're making some progress this week. Does it seem like just last week we were lamenting that our own congressman, Ken Buck, says, oh, uh, we can't go impeaching Joe Biden. We don't want an impeachment inquiry. I'm not. Hey, no evidence. Yeah. And we were white as Ken Buck even bother? He's obviously not representing his constituents here in Colorado. But then lo and behold, like two days later, after the Backbone Radio broadcast, maybe there's a coincidence, I don't know, probably not. But there goes, uh, there goes Speaker Kevin McCarthy launching an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. So that is off the ground. It only took him, like, how many years are we into the Biden administration? How many years have we had the Hunter Biden laptop? How many years have we known all this stuff that 
Peter Schweitzer has been talking about forever and written in his books and how much evidence is there in that Hunter Biden laptop. Anyway, they're finally, and it does seem like slightly grudgingly, but Republicans are going to do an impeachment inquiry into into Joe Biden. Yeah. The big man, the big man. My father is sitting right here next to me, you Ukrainian, Russian, Chinese, go down the list people, and he expects you to keep your commitments to the Biden family with, like, payments, right? Isn't that how that works out? <laughs> My dad is sitting right next to me, and people like Ken Buck are like, oh, no, that's, that's like, not evidence. That's, what is that? I, what do we call that? Let's, let's, we don't want to do this. Anyway, it is happening. We'll talk about that a little bit. That's kind of exciting. Trump, of course, expanding his lead in the polls. Seems like every week we come in here, I have all these articles that say, Trump lead in primary expands over DeSantis. Trump's lead sets new, and it's extraordinary. And Byron York is out there saying this. Byron York, the Washington Examiner guy, who is one of those kind of weak-kneed, establishment-y, rhino reporter types. And, you know, sometimes he's good. I just wish he were a little bit more to the point instead of always, you know, tiptoeing around whenever he tweets or writes an article. He's he's like tiptoe through the tulips, Byron York, in my opinion. But he says, man, it's extraordinary. It's amazing that in a seven-candidate field that one candidate is leading by 60 points. <laughs> yeah. And he says he can't figure it out. It defies easy explanation. He's Hard for them to figure this stuff out. Is this hard to figure out? I mean, who finds this hard to figure out? Trump's dominance in the GOP primary. And add in, Trump is beating Biden in six of the last nine polls taken, national general election polls, which puts Donald Trump ahead of Joe Biden in the real clear politics polling average. So Trump on the way to win the general. And that's what... um, That's what's got the establishment awfully nervous and why I think they were Republicans so grudging about launching an impeachment into Biden. I still think Biden won't be the actual Democrat nominee in November 2024. There's going to be some kind of a shuffle. We just don't know quite what it is yet. Yeah, the California governor guy says he's not going to be running, but he says that. But do you believe that? I don't believe that. I think he will run. And, you know, he was out there saying, Gavin Newsom, California, was saying that Kamala Harris is the natural successor to Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah. he Did he say that with a straight face? I think think he must have. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk all of that through sham indictments on Hunter Biden on his gun stuff. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Um, Didn't see any indictments about the uh, Biden family graft, extortion, bribery stuff. Mm, I guess we're going to have to wait for those. What they're going to do is indict Hunter on the sham gun stuff, and then then they're going to, you know, throw more indictments at Trump. 90-some, right? Uh, What are the allegations against Trump? Yeah, that's, uh, people are blowing that off, and you know, all the indictments, the mugshots and everything, the lies, the hoaxes. There's Trump beating Biden in the polls. People are looking around, seeing this bad economy and seeing what uh, what a screw up the people in charge of this country have been delivering for the American people. And they're just not going for it. You know, 
in spite of all the propaganda, in spite of all the media control and the institutional control and all the tricks they have, they constantly pull out. Mitt Romney says he's not running for his Senate seat next go-around. Anybody sad about that? Anybody lamenting that we won't have Mitt Romney being a United States senator in another term? I think I think the people of Utah, the good folks of Utah, were not going to let Romney win another primary, and he bowed out and he says, well, I'm too old now for this. And We'll get to a bit of <laughs> what Romney was saying Keen Backbone Radio listeners know that I'm not the biggest fan of Mitt Romney. Mike Lee, the other senator from Utah, does some pretty positive good things here and there. Not a gigantic fan of Mike Lee, but I think he's way better than Romney. And Romney's been busily trying to stab Lee in the back for the past couple years. It's really something about Romney's character leads something to be desired, leaves something to be desired. Threats against RFK Jr., yeah, somebody with guns dressed up in fake law enforcement attire found at an RFK Jr. event, hmm, not good. Why won't Biden give him Secret Service protection? His name is Kennedy, right? He won't, won't give him Secret Service protection. Tells you something about Biden and his, uh, who, who the real Biden is. I'm going to do a thing about comparing... Argentina to the United States, you know that they used to be kind of equivalent size countries, size population, size economies a little over 100 years ago. Argentina went socialist. America did not at that time. And um, the rest is history. Tucker Carlson did a great interview with Javier Malay, probably going to be the next populist president of Argentina. Got a lot to say there. I've spent a little time in Argentina in my day. He's going to study... Aristotelian rhetoric and persuasion versus the propaganda we see today. Get it a little philosophical. Who likes Mount Blue Sky as compared to Mount Evans? It's no longer Mount Evans. It's Mount Blue Sky. Who's who's in favor of that? Hmm? Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. Be right back. Yeah, honky-tonkin' already tonight at Backbone Radio. We... We tend to turn this place into a Sunday night honky-tonk a little a little too often, don't we, Blake? I guess we'll just have to get over that. Yeah, a little Dwight Yoakam, the Johnny Horton old classic tune. Just heard Dwight Yoakam uh, on his uh, serious radio program. He was playing one called Lonesome Fugitive. Boy, that's a cool tune. It's an old Merle Haggard song, and Dwight's version was wonderful. And he was doing it the way, oh, I can't think of the name of the guy who uh, who who did a cover of it that was just excellent. But I, I couldn't quite get it and grab it and get it in here tonight, C'est la vie. By the way, I forgot to mention that Ken Paxton, AG in Texas, man, they were the rhinos down there. The Republican Bush family people were trying to get Ken Paxton impeached, and boy, that didn't work. Uh, he got he got off scot free from all that made up stuff. They were saying, "Oh, you know, his one of his constituents did a did a kitchen remodel for Ken Paxton," <laughs> and turns out there there was no kitchen remodel. They they never it never happened. So they. They tried to impeach him, and they, they had absolutely nothing. And I think they had like 15 counts against Paxton. 
Paxton being the MAGA guy down there, the one good politician that we seem to have in Texas. I mean, is that, is that an exaggeration, the one good one at the high levels? I'm not a big fan of the governor who seems to be, hmm, just kind of generally unimpressive. So, of course, they go after Ken Paxton, the guy who's made noises about actually securing the Texas border and made noises about, hey, we would rather not let Texas turn blue. And he defeated George P. Bush in the race for AG in Texas and a lopsided election victory a couple of years ago. And so the Bush family goes after him. We'll, we'll, we'll go in on that. And it, it didn't work. And boy, the Paxton attorney, a guy named Tony Busby, one of the attorneys, boy, he's got some smoking hot audio. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, because he wants the Bushes to go back to Maine. <laughs> he said, hey, this is Texas. This is the Texas Senate. We're in Texas, dude. They could go back to Maine. Let's send the Bushes back to Maine. Anyway, the uh, I was just saying that, you know, Trump-wise is, you know, pulling away ahead. Byron York just can't seem to figure this out. I mean, what do you think? By the way, thanks for all the text the studio flowing in. You're invited to call, by the way, 303-696-1971. Keep those texts coming and... It was a couple weeks ago. I wasn't able to respond. There was some thing glitch, but I can respond this evening. Would love it if you're able to check in. Keep me on track, you know. By the way, one individual just said, Doc, text the studio, Doc, I have a great view of Mount Evans from my backyard in Arvada. Had a lovely coat of snow yesterday morning. Don't know where Mount Blue Sky is. Sure can't see it from here. Man, I don't know. Don't the progressives love to do stuff like that? Yeah, we're going to go change the name of something. And just they just they just love that, you know? Change around stuff um that's kind of like busy work. The symbols, that's that's the progressive forte. Go after the symbols and feel like they've done something to help advance the country or the state forward and you don't see much of that when we're going backwards as fast as we can, right? I'm not a huge fan of the blue sky uh, change. I heard Stefan Tubbs going on on that. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's blue Colorado. Mount Blue Sky for blue state Colorado. Yeah, got to love it. I've climbed it a few times. Yes, I have. I even took the Sawtooth Ridge between uh, Beerstadt and Evans. And I'm distracting myself. I apologize. I need to get to business. But one time, my wife and I, and yes, had another text about my wife's health. We're improving. Wife's health is improving. Yes, we had a cancer diagnosis, a significant one, back in December. And we are making progress. And I I continue to thank Backbone Country for every prayer that comes in. And ongoing battle, ongoing battle. But we are making progress. Glory, glory. And, uh, boy, I'm, I'm beginning to think that prayer is, is really where it's at. Boy, is that ever a thing. And, boy, we've been doing a lot of that. Anyway, thank you for texting in on that. But so my wife and I, a few years ago, climb up Mount Bierstadt, which is the neighboring peak to Mount Evans, which they're trying to call Blue Sky, which I guess they have called Blue Sky. It's been updated in the national whatever the 
Federal Geographic Register of Places or whatever. I didn't follow the details. But anyway, so we climb up Beerstadt, and it's kind of um, late fall, late fall, and it started snowing on us. It was one of those early snows we get up there. But we said, well, let's go over to Evans, and it was our plan. We didn't just you don't just spur of the moment decide to do stuff when you're up on a fourteener. You kind of got to pay attention, right? So we go across this Sawtooth Ridge, and that's one thing I had not researched the Sawtooth Ridge. That is like a steep bunch of exposure up there. You go between, and you see those those they call it Sawtooth Ridge. There's like a sawtooth, really hairy looking peaks, and there's this little tiny trail that goes between Beerstadt and Evans, and it's kind of, it's this trail where, where you're looking down, and it's maybe three, four feet wide, and you're looking down to your left, as if you're going from Beerstadt to Evans, and you've got exposure of a couple thousand feet. One false move, and you go down far, and that's that would be a hard landing. It's kind of like the one DeSantis is experiencing these days. And sorry to get political. But anyway, uh, so I remember, you know, there was, it, the, the ground was just slightly moist, slightly wet. The snow was kind of starting to fall. And we're, we're way up there. We're on the Sawtooth Ridge. And I'm looking down and I'm thinking, man, we uh, really got to watch this one. This is a lot of exposure. And this happened to me twice uh, going across to Mount Evans where they have these big uh, ravens or crows up there that kind of sit on this trail or in the rocks up above you. And every so often, one of those will, like, fly out and kind of fly a little too close to you and could disrupt your sense of equilibrium and balance if you don't just keep your cool when you got a raven kind of flying right near your face, kind of surprising you. Anyway, made it across, made it across, and I kind of made a mental note to myself, you know, gosh, we've got a lot of kids. We probably shouldn't be dangling off of the... Sawtooth Ridge that often in the future. That's maybe not our smartest, smartest thing to be doing. But you know, uh, we we love that kind of stuff. I mean, deep down, I would admit we dig it. That's fun. But uh, that was a lot of exposure. <laughs> so, but anyway, we got across, got over to Evans, and summited Evans, and then on the way down, ended up walking right through this great uh, herd of mountain goats. Wasn't mountain sheep, but it was the white ones with the uh, tinier tinier, pointier black horns. And so uh, that was really fun, just walking right through all the all the goats, all the mountain goats who were up there enjoying a... That had to have been probably the first snowfall of whatever year that was, and I don't remember which one. I'll, I probably should be more specific. But then back down, back down we went to the to the car we had, uh, had waiting for us. So um, I don't know. I think they'll try to rename the Sawtooth Ridge and Beerstadt. Beerstadt probably did bad stuff, right? They better rename that one. We'll just rename all the 14ers. Uh, yeah, makes, uh, makes progressives happy to do, again, symbolic stuff like this. And who out there is going to start calling it Blue Sky? Who's going to keep calling it Evans? Who's going to, like, dig their heels in and just say, no, it's Evans? Who's going to go for Blue Sky? What are, interesting about, you kind of wonder, like, are people actually going to do this? Colorado. Been watching that mountain since I was born. That's like the skyline marker. Then here came Monday, another Dwight Yoakam tune. I just couldn't help myself tonight. 
Kind of a new tune. Well, it's maybe a couple years old now, and he wrote that one with Chris Stapleton. You ever heard of that guy? One of the biggest acts in country right now. By the way, today is Constitution Day. Thank you, Alexa, for the reminder on that. On this day in 1787, 39 delegates to the Federal Convention signed the Constitution. James Madison, the principal author of the Constitution, one of the most brilliant human beings ever to inhabit this planet. According to Madison's Montpellier, the now uh, rather PC progressive organization that runs his home uh, in Virginia, not too far from Monticello, Jefferson's home, says James Madison knew it wasn't perfect, but he also knew the 13 states had come perilously close to disunion without it. Forty years later, in 1829, James Madison reflected, The happy union of these states is a wonder. Their constitution a miracle. Their example the hope of liberty throughout the world. Woe to the ambition that initiates the destruction of either. End quote. Good job, Madison. Let us celebrate because our constitution is the greatest antidote on earth to the designs of the predatory predatory tyrants that are always seeking more power for themselves and which we cannot let get the upper hand any more than they have here in the United States of America. Madison, boy, he'd be he'd be spinning in his grave if he could see what we've got going on right now, the America lasters, the corruption of the ruling class, the deep state running the show. James Madison would be horrified at the existence of the deep state. He'd be like, what in the hell is that even? That's completely unconstitutional. At any rate, off to the phones in just one second. Had one thought on that that sawtooth ridge. You're going between Bierstadt and Mount Evans, and I'm getting a bunch of people saying they will continue to call it Mount Evans. <laughs> and Anyway, seems to be the consensus. They're going to keep calling it Mount Evans in backbone country. But that little sawtooth ridge, it kind of angles down. So you're walking on this little tiny path that's kind of gravelly and kind of slippy, and it angles a little bit down towards that edge of exposure. Boy, that it just gives you the willies going across there. And then a raven will fly into your face. And then there you are, you know, wanting to not slip. Anyway, the consensus, again, is it stays Mount Evans around here. Who decides? Do we decide? I say we decide, I say. That's what I say. Let's say hello and let's say hi to Jackie in Aurora. How are you doing, Jackie? Welcome. Uh, hi, Matt. I agree with you. I say no way. Yeah. Well, I call it Mount Blue Sky. Um, the other night they talked to, he looked like an elderly Native American gentleman, and he said, you know, it still happened. It's not going to change anything. As in history. Right. And whatever it was that Evans did. And I haven't read up. I read on up on that a while ago. I'm not familiar with it. And I'm sure it was bad, whatever it was. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, that You can't erase history, or can you? Well, they're trying to. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they pulled down all those statues. I would like them to take the one down of George George Floyd. Thank you very much. 
Um, there's, there's one. Yeah, where is that one? Um, um, is it Indianapolis or somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Where... Okay. Well, but, uh, that's again. The progressives love to go after the symbols. They make a big point of that, and it makes for great media he- headlines. And that's you know right out of the right out of the uh, the playbook, right? It is. Yep. And what about Evans Avenue? And what about Evans, Colorado? Yeah. Well, they're probably just getting warmed up. And the bluer well, this did. state gets, we're going <laughs> to have to get used to changing a lot of a lot of names and and also schools. Schools. Yeah. Been talking about those. Yep. And parks. Yep. And you know it makes them feel good to do this kind of stuff. And does it actually do anything substantial to improve America, to improve Colorado, to improve neighborhoods and all that? I guess no. you can debate that, right? I I, th- I think so. And I think if there was, there's a Native American family that lives across the street from me, and I was going to go ask them, has that offended you all these years, that it was called Mount Evans? And my guess is they would say, no. Yeah. Uh, and yep. if they were going to ask anybody if it should be changed, those are the people they should have gone to. I just saw something recently, Jackie, that some uh, Native American tribe near the Washington, D.C. area was wanting the Washington Redskins to be called the Washington Redskins again. So, really? Yeah. They, uh, that, even that stuff you know, doesn't quite get the universal... Applause, even from you know what would be considered the traditional, more leftist-oriented groups. So that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It is. Yep. It is. I think they need. They get. I wish they just get their noses out of everything. And myself, that's what I'm 80 years old, and you know, it's like, okay, folks, I've had enough of this. Have you ever been up Mount Evans? Uh, at least driven up um, it, or I'm, walked up it, or. You know, I'm sure I'm in a car. I yeah. don't think I ever walked up it, but I'm sure that I've been up there to the top in a car. In fact, don't they have that race every year? Yep. Um, yeah. I biked it once. They have a bike race where you can oh bike up to the top, and that that was exhausting. Yeah, I'm sure coming down <laughs> was probably pretty nice. Man, you come down, and you've got to hold your brakes on your bike as hard as you can, and you're still going too fast. Yeah. So I kept trying to, and you know, I try to be kind of cautious. Actually, on this race, a friend of mine did flip over her bike on the way down and broke her collarbone. Ah. And uh, boy, I was trying to avoid that. So you know, I'm just just laying on your brake, and then every so often you just I got to stop and block this momentum. But yeah, you can drive to the top of Evans, and you can drive to the top of Pikes Peak. Obviously, are probably our most famous peaks. Had a text the studio. I wonder how soon they will rename Pikes Peak. Because yeah, surely Zebulon about, Pike did stuff wrong. I was just about to say, I'm sure Pike must have done something. Yeah. And actually, artists <laughs> by text is asking, was Evans a Democrat? That's, that's an interesting thing is that um, some of these people, a lot of the people in our American history that were doing some of the most egregious stuff, right, was the Democrats back in the day. Well, so. of course. They're the ones. They're the, they're the people that it's like they had the, the slaves. Um, there were we didn't have slaves here. Right, Lincoln was a Republican, correct? Yeah. Yes, Lincoln was the first Republican president. Mm-hmm. And so. yet they uh, want to change. It's like they didn't. I don't. I doubt seriously if they had had slaves in California, but you know the gentleman there keeps wants to change everything. 
uh, and pay them money. You know, uh, I can, you know, I won't even get started. Yeah, I wonder if there could be a budget impact. Like, how much money has been spent on trying to change Mount Evans to Mount Blue Sky? Um, what will be the overall cost to the economy to to be changing that? Um, I guess it would be what legislative time and other bureaucratic organizations' time, and exactly. then when you exactly. the people that write the great like Jerry Roach's guidebook to the Fourteeners, or or uh, Len, or is it Lou da- Lou Dawson? His guidebook. I mean, they're going to have to go back and change all that and have all these new additions, which, I don't know, maybe that increases their 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 bottom line. I don't know. But, I think it's another power thing. Yeah, probably you know, we so. Could, we, we can make them change it. You know, it's, I don't, I just, I'm glad I'm not 40. Well, <laughs> you sound 40, Jackie, I'll tell you. No, I'm almost 80. Well, goodness yeah, sakes, I, and... I have another text to studio. Mount Blue Sky, question mark. Mount BS, says another uh, individual Yeah, that's what they were there. calling it the other morning. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, I hadn't, I guess I, I hadn't made the connection. Blue Sky, Mount BS. Right. Oh, did they not think of that? Did they not think of that, Jackie? That's perfect. Blue Sky, for those in Rio Linda, Blue Sky, BS. Blue and sky. Oh man, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. That's perfect. That's probably not good. It's probably perfect in some ways. It is. Yeah. It's only, it's only fitting. Oh, but no. I don't think people. I, I there's a lot of people. I'm. I was born in California, but raised here in, in Washington Park, as a matter of fact. And you couldn't pay me to go back over there to um, California. No, yeah. well, either one actually, or Wash Park, because everyone that's in Wash Park are transplants. From Where California. were you in California? Just curious. Uh, Glendale. Glendale. Oh, you were in a paradise, and that would have been around seventy some years ago. Oh man, that was paradise then. Was it? And what 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 is it now? I mean, yeah, California. I think unfortunately is the late great golden state. Thank you, Jackie. Had a texter to the studio saying they like hearing some Dwight Yoakam around here. One individual said, uh, hey, even if it's only for a few seconds, it just puts you in a good mood. And I agree. I put I put Yoakam out there and the singer-songwriter genius talent level Kentucky guy. Lives out in L.A. area now, I think. Has a ranch or something. And, yeah, when he comes to town, we try to get the family out and go say hello to Dwight. I did meet him once. That was kind of fun. Said howdy. (laughs) At any rate, Mount BS, the abbreviation for Mount Blue Sky. Yeah, the texts have been piling in. It's going to be staying Mount Evans around here. Um or Mount BS, a slightly... Can you believe they did not think of that, Mount Blue Sky? Did they not think of that? How much went into this effort to rename Mount Evans and they come up with a moniker, Mount BS? Hmm. That's uh, that's your government at work for you. That just about says it all, does it not? My goodness. Thanks for the text to studio on that, because I hadn't even heard that or put that together. Sometimes I'm a little slow that way. But, uh, boy, the text to studio, that's 
That's where it's at, man. Mount BS. And Byron York, we're going to go back to the phone action here. Byron York has come out, and he can't figure it out. You know, he writes for the Washington Examiner, ostensibly a conservative publication. Of course, that's where the never-Trumpers do hang out. Unfortunately, desafortunadamente. But uh, he says, Byron York, tweet, 9-14-2023, quote, a presidential candidate hitting 60% in a seven-candidate field is astonishing and pretty much defies easy understanding, end quote. And I just want what is so hard for our political class to understand this? I mean, what is so challenging? And the way I look at it, it is the blind spots of our ruling class are the ones that are the ones that's what defies easy understanding the blind spots of these people that can't see reality sitting in front of their face reality could fly out of the sky land right on their forehead knock them to the ground and they still wouldn't see it it would fly out of the sky reality fly out of the sky land on their face and start to wiggle, and they still wouldn't see it. And unfortunately, I put Byron York in that category. He's done some great work over the years here and there. But the blind spots, um, Mike, Mike in Aurora, do you have any thoughts on that one, Mike? Yeah, first, I love your stories about four-wheeling. It recalls the days I thought I and the family might die down by Mount Princeton. Um, by the way, you know, I was I was walking on that trail uh, on oh, Beerstead. I, I wasn't in a car. That that was me oh, in the backpack yeah. and uh, the pink little wife oh, no. up there looking down. <laughs> but yeah, just, but I've done the four wheeling too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know high elevation makes you live longer as long as you don't die? Um, yeah, and as long as you put on sunscreen, that that might make sense. Above Timberline is it's where it's at, man. And, and you don't slide off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, two, two more things. <laughs> Byron York, um, Byron York, to say down south, bless his little old heart. Yeah. No, I like I like him because, I, I mean, he's probably the best thing going as far as things go. I listen to him on here. He wrote his light years. Anybody's light years better than Carl Rove. Oh, um, he yeah. might get a little. He might get a. He might get a little confused every now and then. But you know, I just I just find him kind of interesting. And yeah, he gets a little lost and a little confused, but not as bad as Joe Biden. Nobody gets more lost than that guy. True. Which, which way do Which way do I go? Which way do I go? But which Byron go? York knows better. I mean, he lives and breathes politics. He's an encyclopedia of politics, and. He should know the America First, the MAGA support, the uh, gigantic lead in the polls for Trump in the Republican primary, and even beating Biden in the po- six of the last nine polls for the general. That should not be astonishing to Byron, in my opinion. No. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, who's better, though? Uh, who else might be out there? Brit Hume? Or oh, you're talking who? like mainstream media commentators? Uh, well, Tucker yeah, Tucker Carlson, I, I put him pretty well near the top, but anybody who is a good commentator gets quickly attacked and blitzkrieged by the power elite to try to knock them down or take them off of a primetime platform. You know, uh, Rush Limbaugh was kind of near the pinnacle, in my opinion, for his, what, 30-plus year radio career. 
unfortunately lost him, right? But you know, you you gotta yeah. you gotta fan it around to try to find the voice. Byron York, he, he he's he's okay enough, but my criticism of him is that when he writes his essays at the Washington Examiner and when he tweets, he's so delicately tiptoeing through the tulips and always trying to <laughs> appease the establishment with everything he says. You know who else is like that is Jonathan Turley. You ever heard that name? He's a uh, law professor at George Washington Democrat. University. Democrat. He's yeah. a Democrat, but he sticks up for Trump a lot. And he always does it in this, like, tiptoeing through the tulips manner. You know, I just would prefer people get to the point and not use weasel words, as Teddy Roosevelt did not like people who use weasel words. And that, that's my little, it's like a little peeve of mine. I just get to the point, right? You know, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. Um, well, you know, the polls are reversed. They show, uh, ask who's too old uh, to be president or run for president. Biden, yes, 64%. No, 36%. When asked about if Trump was too old to be president, no, said 64%. Yes, said 36%. That's almost a right. perfect reverse. It's not a chronological thing, right? I mean, you can be 75, you can be 80, you can be 85. And I know a ton of people, and as a dentist, I have patients, a bunch of them, over 100 years old, who are, you know, you're sitting down talking to them like you're talking to a, somebody who's just yeah. 100% with you and conversant and healthy. It's amazing yeah. what you see. It's just yeah. some people are better at, uh, you know, at, at more advanced age than others. And Trump is running rings around everybody. You know, you you, yeah, you got to give him a, his energy is legendary. Just amazing, yeah, but Joe I Biden's mean, it, is not. <laughs> no, you, and you, it's it's self-evidentiary, and if you're honest, you you will say so, you'll admit it. And I mean, the polls reflect that. My aunt, she's 88 and a half, and I know, I don't know any 100 year olds, but um, I bet you're, I'm sure you're, I trust your uh, your opinion. Uh, but yeah, Biden is Biden is done. Yeah, I just should be gone. He, he, will he be? Will he be the nominee? No, he will not be the nominee. And I've been predicting that from the moment he announced his run. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna materialize. There's gonna be something that happens along the way. The one thing that is a modifying note in that is that Rich Barris, the People's Pundit, who's a great pollster, the Big Data Poll, he says Biden polls better than any other Democrat name he can find anywhere to run in 2024. Wow. If that holds up, maybe they keep Biden on there, and maybe that's why they actually brought him in in 2020, because he, he somehow pulled the best, which is a mystery to me. <laughs> but somehow... No, no, well, yeah. But, no, I heard that, too. Yeah, yeah. amongst all the candidates, and I think uh, Kamala Harris was dead last, and she was the first out, and dead last in her own state. And no way would they dare cheat her out of the second in line. Yeah, no. So I don't know who. Well, how are they going to? How are they going to? How are they going to um, maneuver this? How are you, they gonna do well, this? that's the thing. The Democrats should let the people decide. Let the Democrat voters decide who they want, uh, and maybe uh, it'll be RFK Jr. But let, let. But see, they don't do that, do they? And they don't want. No, no. They don't want to let the Republicans be able to vote for Trump. They want to keep him off the ballot. They want to arrest him. They want him in jail. You see, they're they're not into democracy, man. The left is not into that. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.